Alrighty, welcome to the My Age Podcast, the podcast that brings you conversations with people from all walks of life, using music to plot a course from their early years to how they got to where they are now. Hope you're doing well, um, you know, wherever you may be uh, on the planet. If you're a first on listener, then thanks for checking out, really appreciate it. Um, go back, have a look, you know, after this episode, obviously, go back, have a look, see if there's anything that kind of tickles your fancy, you know, spikes your interest. I don't know if that's a, even a phrase, but let's, let's roll with it because it is what it is. Um, and if it's your 50-something time coming back, hey, hey, Holden, really appreciate it. Um, so first off the bat, the My Age Podcast is part of the Popular Network. Um, have you ever, you know, you've got an idea, you've been at home for the last couple of months, well, you know, or some kind of restricted living for the last couple of months, and you're like, I've got this podcast idea, I just don't know what I can, I don't know how to get it, you know, from my mind to, you know, the people's ears, the public's ears. Um, if you go to the Podbelly Network, so Podbelly, pardon me, Podbelly.com, um, there's a whole bunch of information on, you know, microphones to use and ways to get your program to use, software to use, all that kind of jazz, hardware to use, and, you know, instructionals on how to kind of get what you want to do up into the world. Also, Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce. I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. And then a million more because I don't think you've got the point yet. Um, Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce is the best hot sauce in the world. There's not, it's scientific, it's been proven. Um, anything you've got that says otherwise is basically just some fake news bullshit. Uh, you can, if you're in North America and you listen to this, you can go to probably the best two places to go to are either gringobandito.com, go direct to the source, the source of the source, uh, gringobandito.com, a couple of different flavors, four are the best actually, the red, the green, the super hot, which is the orangey one, and the spicy yellow, which is their newest addition to the family. Um, or you can get it on Amazon um, if you are that way inclined. Like, and if you are, then cool. Do you? Do you? Basically, um, if you're in Australia and you listen to this, uh, you can go to eBay. It's actually on eBay, or you can go to BlastOffImports.com and you can check it out there. Um, if you're not in either of those two geographic locations, then look, just throw it into the Googles or the Bing's or whatever the fuck search engine you use, and you'll, you'll be able to find it. It's there. It's out there. You go get it. Go get it. Do me proud. And last but definitely not least, you're wearing a mask, good on you. Um, you need a new one because your one's become a bit either funky or old or, you know, doesn't doesn't suit your, your style at the moment. Um, go to maskjeeves.com. Um, they've got a whole bunch of really cool designs. You know, if you get onto it quick, you'll have a funky new design fresh for Halloween um, because you're going to be doing that, that masking, social distancing, trick-or-treating, aren't you? Good, good on you. Um... One one mask will cost you twenty bucks. Three masks, oh, deals ahoy! Fifty bucks, including shipping. Go to maskjeeves.com and you can do the damn thing there. So today's guest, Sam King from Get Dead. Um, got to put it out there right now that when I first got offered Sam, I honestly was I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to have the conversation. I was really excited to, but also part of me was like, this guy's gonna see straight through me. Like, I. I'm not like we you know we come from different worlds obviously um I come from suburbia my parents got divorced when they were when I was 20 um I'm I led a pretty a very easy life you know um all the obstacles that you know kind of can rear their heads in life they weren't too bad for me like they, they you know nothing that was above like out of the ordinary if that makes sense um 
and I was born into it and I, I hate to use the word blessed but like as, no I'm not going to use that word actually I was really lucky I was really lucky um, and I completely understand that not everybody has the same upbringing as I do um, we weren't my family wasn't rich by any stretch of the imagination but you know I was always really comfortable my parents were really supportive and when I talk to someone who you know may not have had such an, an a quote unquote easy life as I have I'm not saying it's a better life or a worse life I'm just saying yeah, and and a life as easy as what I had. Um, I get nervous because I just I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody by saying the wrong things coming from a place of privilege and stability and all that kind of jazz. And so, like when when I spoke to Sam, I kind of went into that thinking. I don't like besides being two white males who are into punk rock, like that's about as close as our Venn diagrams get and I was really excited to hear about what he had to say um, and without getting too much into it it's a fucking wild trip but I always get nervous because like I don't want to yeah I don't want to say something dumb coming from a place of ignorance or not even ignorance but like not an under I guess that kind of is ignorance as well but like not an understanding of um, particular lifestyles and that kind of thing so with all that Please enjoy the conversation I've had with Sam King. Before I, before we kind of bounce into it, um, follow us on the socials, My Age Podcast um, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you like what you hear and you you think oh, this is this is worth a dollar or two or five or whatever, um, it's always going to be free. I'll put that you know I always say that it's always a free podcast. Um, but you can go to PayPal.me/slash/MyAgePodcast. Give me a buck. Don't have to give me a buck. You know, it's it's appreciated if you do, but it's never expected. Um, also, I will say on record now that if you haven't heard the new Get Dead album, it's called Dance Dancing with the Curse. Um, you really should like listen to it after this. But you really, really should. Um, it's probably my favourite album of the year, and that's across all genres. Um, I I I got a copy of it, and I was like, this is just fucking brilliant, and. A lot of people have said to me that they really like it, who I didn't expect they'd say, like I didn't expect them to say it to me. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't heard it, please go listen to it. It's really, really good. Give it give it three takes because it's very, um, as we talk about in this episode, it's very, it's very uh, broad. Like there's some this and there's some that and there's like there's a song that sounds like, I don't know if you've, you know, if you know me. You know, I play with a guy named Isaac Graham, and there's a song that sounds exactly like an Isaac Graham song, not in a good or a bad way, just like it's something that he would release. But then there's hip-hop-esque stuff, and there's dub kind of-esque stuff, and it's it's very, it's a vast, it's very varied. Um, and the first time you listen to it, you'll be like, oh, this is kind of jumping around, and then the third time you listen to it, you're like, this is the greatest, and it makes complete and utter sense. With all that, please enjoy the episode. Sam King, get dead. Cool. Alrighty. So, welcome to my podcast. Um, we've got via video, face. What do you what do you call this? Zoom chat, all the way from <laughs> Zoom chat, all the way from um, San Jose in sunny California. We've got Sam King from Get Dead. How you doing, mate? Good man. How you doing, brother? Very, very good. Very good. I'm very excited to have this chat. As like, I'm gonna the spoiler alert right now. I said before we hit record. Um, the new, the latest Get Dead album, which will be out by the time you hear this, like so, you know, d- check it out on yeah. all the socials and, and streaming services and whatnot, is one of the fucking greatest albums of the year. It is fucking unbelievable. Shit. So Shit. you know, everyone should like it's yeah. it's just a it's a 
breath of fresh air. Like you know, that's that's the best way I can describe it. Like in a sea of in a sea of kind of clutter, it's just a breath of fresh yeah. air. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, man. Well, we, we kind of we kind of fucking strive to do that um, when we come out with the albums. And the last one, honestly, that's also where it was at. It was kind of dark. We had some suicides and a couple of ODs yep. with some friends and shit. So, and I was doing the writing. So, like, it was just, I don't know. I don't know if it came off like that to other people, but I know it was like, as far as like, as far as like personally, like having to play those songs and shit, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. It was a rough like album cycle to do, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. That's that. That's that. That's that cursing that we're talking about, you know? It's like, oh, you got to write about it because it happened, but you don't want to fucking keep talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. No, that's fair enough. Um, so let's just start them off how we start them all off. Tell us about your parents, kind of how they got together and where they kind of started and then where you came into the picture. Okay. Well, uh, my mom's originally from uh, Delhi, Louisiana, and my dad was uh, originally from Texas, and they met in uh, Louisiana. He was a, a radio, radio guy, and um, they hooked up. And then um, I was I was told I never I never met my father until I was uh, 25 years old. Um, my I was raised by my grandparents for for a while, um, but they told me that my dad left my mom when he was when I, she was pregnant with me, which wasn't true because I have like pictures now because I had a relationship with him. He passed a couple years ago, but um, I have pictures of like me like at, like three years old on the back of a dirt bike with him. Yep. With like no shirt, he's got a mullet and shit. It was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. But um, they, they just they just didn't like him. Um, was my he, mom had. Uh, was he sorry to interrupt? Was he introduced as your like? I mean, obviously you're three years old, so you probably don't have the the greatest of recollections. But was he introduced as your dad, or was he just introduced oh, as well, a friend I mean, or an uncle? Or? Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, until I until I was uh, until I was twenty, yeah, I think I was twenty five. I was living in San Francisco. Um, I'd never even seen a picture of him. Okay. I'd never talked to him. I never remembered him. I didn't know anything. And then uh, just random universe shit. I moved from Santa Rosa, which is north of San Francisco. Yep. And I moved from Santa Rosa to San Francisco uh, with a girlfriend. And my best friend from my first grade here in San Jose moved to Santa Rosa after I left. And the phone company gave him my old phone number randomly. Okay. He, he just had my old number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's, I still use it for my Safeway card and shit. Um, but, uh, he got a call from a guy who was when Facebook popped up and he's like, Hey, this is Sam's brother, his older brother, uh, Mark. I live in, I grew up with his dad and uh, my best friend used to people calling, looking for me. He was like, shut the fuck up. Yep. Sam doesn't have a fucking brother then. And he definitely doesn't know his fucking dad. So who is this? And then it turns out I was skating. I got a call on my little Nokia phone. It was my best friend. He's like, Hey man, you're not gonna believe this shit. And then 24 hours later, I was in Texas at the second chance ice house and uh with my fucking friend babblefish is back when i was doing hip-hop to see that i still good friends with him uh scott Hewler, but he goes by babblefish he went with me because i felt weird i was like i don't know this motherfucker so we went to his ice house and this dude walks in with like uh one of those like christmas packs like a jack daniels christmas packs that comes with the cups yep, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah and but it's like fucking august <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like a Christmas. It's clearly a Christmas pack. Yeah, it's either, he's either really early yeah. or really late. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. And so we fucking um, yeah, so we both played with some fucking Jack Daniels, and uh, 
he broke down like what had happened to me. And uh, so my mom, my mom had a boyfriend. My mom and dad had like split up when I was about, you know, one, one or two. I went back to Louisiana. I was born in San Jose. And then we went back there. And my mom had a boyfriend that broke her jaw. And my mom, he worked at a bar. And so the boyfriend broke the jaw. She left me, got her dad's shotgun because she was staying with her dad. Went to the guy's bar, stopped at a Chevron on the way and had the guy show him how to load it. So she got premeditated and she went, she went to the guy's bar and she cleared it out and she shot the guy in the neck and the face, killed him. And so she did, she ended up doing uh, prison time. So I was raised by my grandparents in the San Jose area and then up in Mendocino until my mom got out of prison when I was about like, I don't know, I think I was eight, eight or nine. Cause you can see the pictures, my grandparents like, were like real estate people and they owned a llama farm. And like, I've got like this little kid haircut, these all fucking preppy clothes. I look all good. And like, since when I turned 30, my grandma gave me this book of like all my pictures from the day I was born. And you can see this like preppy kid. And then you can see that when I took the school pictures when I went back to live with my mom in San Jose, and I got a fucking shirt on that says Civil War. I got like a, a big ass scratch across my face from like a playground fight. Yep. My hair's all slicked back like a fucking wrestler. Like, it was just, it was just wow. You know what I mean? It was just a, it was a weird dichotomy. So, um, yeah, I, I grew up with my mom, and uh, I, I eventually, obviously, I met my dad, and it turns out he was a radio guy. He was a trucker for a while. He was a pipe fitter. He taught my brother how to be a pipe fitter. Um, they were just straight, you know, salt-of-the-earth fucking Budweiser hillbillies from Texas. And, you know, my brother's like an arm wrestling champion, and... He's, he's like an engineer for Caterpillar construction equipment. He makes like the earth mover. I just saw him when I was in Arizona. I saw that I gave him. He's like a real like, real like Trump motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like right, he's, okay. a, he's about it. Yep. And so like, he, yeah, he's got like a truck. It's like got a fuck. I don't know what he I don't know why he's got His truck is like wrapped in like one of those stickers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That has, that has like, uh, 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 Instead of, instead of like the tailgate, it looks like the tailgate's already down. There's like a dead deer. Right. Like sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. We, got, we got like the truck 2020 shit wrapped on the side. It's fucking wild. It's like, and one thing that I, I, I've always felt, me and my brother talked about this on this trip, because I got him to do nitrous. He'd never done it. And like, when we finally got it, oh, fuck, dude, it was so good. When this fool finally got it, oh, I know I got a video of it. I'll, se- I'll send you these videos. Please like, do. For the story line. Yep. Yeah. And so, He's like hitting it, but he's like kind of like hitting it like a pussy. And he's like, he's not fucking doing it right. And I'm like, hey, man, you're fucking wasting it. I was like, this is, put your head between your legs. I made him like hyperventilate himself. And I held it for him. And like, because he's older than me, you know, he's a big fucking dude. Yep. And I was like, oh, here, I was listening to like, Run the Jewels. Yeah, yep. The it was like one. that. That's all fucking, yeah, the new one. It was like that. Uh, uh, ooh, la, la, oh, wee, wee. Oh, la, la, oh, wee, wee. And so my brother fucking, he, he finally gets like, you know, he gets that bell ringer in him, dude. And his eyes get like huge, you know, like that dead deer in his back. And, like and, shit. and he's just a hard. He goes like, touch my face. Like, what the fuck happened before? What are you doing? And it's like, he just like got a glimpse of like the cosmos for the first time. Yeah. So that was, that was a pretty like interesting day. But um, yeah, me and him, uh, we talked about it though. It's like, he's very Republican. He grew up with my dad. I guess my dad was like back in the day, like a pretty hard ass on him, like beat him up and shit. And uh, I, I did. I grew up with like some mom's boyfriends that weren't too fucking kind to me. 
Um, they're like biker shit. They're like manufacturing methamphetamine of a trailer. And so like I started like doing boxing at a young age. My dad was a gold, turns out my dad was a golden glove boxer. My brother was an amateur boxer. And it's just weird because we didn't grow up like yeah. That's around each other. It's like genetics, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, um, so it was interesting, but we talked about it because he's very, you know, like, you know, the fucking camo wrap around the truck, the truck support shit, the American flag, fucking, you know, my nephew's a Marine, my dad was a Marine. Uh, yes, this whole shit, but me and him, because n- nowadays it seems like it's very, like, divisive, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't just like have your opinion on the left and your opinion on the right. Like you're fucking, you're team this or team that. Yeah. And I mean, and the stakes, the stakes are fucking high right now. Mm. Like I don't make the rules. You know what I mean? It's like when you go to jail, if there's a fucking, if there's a riot, you gotta give it to people. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that, those are just the rules. So, um, but me and him, our whole relationship, um, he's never fucking been like judgy with me, and I'm not judgy with him. That's good. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't get that pass with me or with him, you know, but like, we just kind of like look past our differences and kind of like focus on the similarities. Yep. And, um, you know, and he, I guess, uh, he had to, he had to do a stint by himself too. Cause our dad went to prison for a little while. And then, like I said, my mom got out. And, uh, yeah, they just, she just never talked to my dad after she went into prison and my grandparents pretty much just like separated me from that, you know, that Texas world. So yeah. this is before all the internet shit. You, you know what I mean? You'd have to go to like a library and like start digging an index. Yeah. Shit or you know? That's like, so I, yeah, I'll cut this out, but like I come from a very simple background, like white suburban yeah. kid, da da da. So like jail in Australia, jail's not really like people go to jail and, and prison and that kind of thing. But like, it's not as common as, yeah. you know, like a weird, a weird tangent saw Tim Barry do a solo thing about 12 years ago and he was up on stage and he said, this song's for anybody who, who's done time. And he didn't really yeah. get much of a response in Australia. And he's like, well, has no, does anybody know anyone that's done time? And like three people are like, yeah, like in a, yeah. in a venue of like 400, three people kind of go, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Where he's like, no, well, this is so wild because in, in the U S you say you anyway. mentioned that, and yeah, everybody knows somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows somebody. Or I mean, I, I feel like too. And uh, um, you know, if you're listening to fucking you're listening to Tim Barry, you're probably like you know, pretty heavy drinker. Probably come from a little bit of fucked up shit. Yeah. And if you come from fucked up shit, you're gonna be in and out of the system one way or another. You know. Yep. So it's like I mean, I started going to juvenile hall when I was a fucking young kid, just from fucking around. But everybody, it's a it's a culture out here. I mean, it's it's big business. It's designed to keep you in. You know, like people go, like I've got a friend right now. He's looking. He's looking at about a three year stretch, but he could do a year. So so when you do jail time here, like whatever your sentence is, you'll normally for if you do good behavior, you'll do about sixty percent of that time. Okay. So if you get three year sentence, you're doing about two years. You know, a year and change. Yep. And then you get out. Um, or you can take their plea bargains where they just want you to fucking, you know, not waste any time or whatever. And they'll be like, we'll give you, we'll give you one year, but you get five years probation. Well, probation or parole, it's, it's built to like, you're not supposed to be enjoying yourself on the outside. You know, like if you're, for instance, if you're in a car, if me and you are driving in a car and you're, you've had a couple cocktails before you come pick me up. And we're driving and you get pulled over by the police. 
even if I'm just in the car and the police don't even give you a ticket, they just stopped you because you were acting stupid and they talked to me, you go to jail. You have to go to jail. If you, yeah. if you even if you even talk to a cop, you go fucking back to jail. So it's it's built very much to keep you in and it's very, you know, they, they make money off of it. They make goods off of it through slave labor. They make, you know, I go on and on about fucking, about the prison system in the United States. Like, I, I really, really want to hear your take on it. Not right now, that's okay. Like, but I really, really yeah. want to hear your take on it because we get a, how do, we, how do I put it? I guess the view of kind of the American prison system that we get would be probably best described as, say, like a Michael Moore kind of experience. Where it's it's all factual, or like Michael Moore, or um, fuck, what's that guy who did the Scientology doco? Is that the dude that did the uh, Courtney Love documentary? Kurt and Courtney, it's that kind of okay. So not that guy, but that kind of that kind okay. of concept, like a a white guy who's come from academia and then kind of puts his coat on and goes and and does and does a you know digs up the story or whatever. But which is great because that's you know how I hear that's how we hear about it. But I'd much rather hear someone who's you know at least on the ed- like on the edge, if not in the kind of that world. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's 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 different because you're gonna get you get like a lot of like movie shit. You know what I mean? I'm sure that like yeah. I'm sure that you know your guys' prisons aren't all like fucking chopper. No. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> like Mark Reed isn't in there just fucking shanking people 80 times every yep. day, yep. you know? Yep. Yep. Just waving at the bar. So, like, ah, ah, ah. Um, like, I love that you love that. But, uh, I love that you know that reference, oh, by the way. Oh, for, oh, for sure. I, I was a, a huge Chopper fan. Good. I was like, uh, God, that guy was such a liar. Uh, but, um, but I mean, a lot, a, lot of it, a lot of it is like um, a lot of hype. Like a lot of things, a lot of bad things that happen to people in prison and county jail, especially are all based around drugs or alcohol. It's like, you know, they make their own Puma in there yeah. or you can make, you're, you're making gambling bets or you're getting like heroin fronted to you and you don't pay it back. And then you start getting into the fucking, the city shit. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a very easy way for you to go into jail and mind your fucking business and keep your head down and you'll be fine unless there's like a fight breaks out and then you have to fight with your race yeah. because that's just the fucking rules in there. Yeah. And, um, there's a, um, I, I, I don't know. It's jail, jail sucks, especially because like the people that are in there that are career criminals are fucking stupid. Right. You know what I mean? So now you're in this cage, like with just dumb motherfuckers yeah. that are just loud and stupid and just doing dumb shit all the time. And it just drives you fucking nuts. The family are like, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do some heroin. I'm going to drink, dude. Because I, I got to listen to this fucking guy yeah. ramble on about how he's not supposed to be here. Yep. One more fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's different, man. It's definitely, I don't know. I mean, the prison, you know, like I've got some friends that went to San Quentin. And that's, that's some real shit. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you, get, you get fucked up there yeah. fucking real quick. And like. It, you do. You will have to fight within the first forty-eight hours. Somebody is going to pull your card. You do that walk around your paperwork. For just, make sure you're not a chumbo. For just being a new guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you. I mean, people. People are going to check you. I mean, yep. when you get into prison, you're dealing with people that are like career predators. Yep. You know, these are fucking like society sharks. So they're looking for the weak points. Yep. to extort you for money, extort you for your fucking honey bun, whatever the fuck it is, you know? So they're going to come test you, and you might get fucked up, 
that if if as long as you fight back and you crack somebody, you know, motherfuckers know at least that you got heart and like you're not that guy that just laid down and said, Okay, take it. Because once you do that, everybody comes to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done. You're fucking done. Yeah. So just word of advice, you Aussies come over here and stuff fucking around you know it's yeah. much the biggest guy first yeah go for him first yeah <laughs> yeah down, all right so you, you're living with your grandparents would like i can't imagine it would have been easy for them to kind of have you know have to look after a grandson obviously you know kind of just get sprung on them. oh yeah um Ooh. yeah so, my mom was super my mom was super young when she had me so my grandparents were super young too oh really? Right, okay. like yeah yep. you know what i mean they're they're, I mean, they're, they're up there in the age now, but like, yeah, they were young. They were fucking around. They had llamas, dude. They're like, they had like, they we go to like llama conventions. Right. They would show the llamas, like a, a llama, uh, like a champion, like llama breed, breed yep. like the, the the stallion. They're called a, a herd sire. That was the first. That was the first hip hop album I ever did. It's called Louis Regal Herd Sire. Uh, but uh, um, they used to fucking drive, like take me around the country with them and shit. They would dress me up like a little Peruvian kid, and I'd have to like take fucking take llamas through obstacle courses at like their county fairs, like into a trailer, fucking through a little kiddie pool. I hated it. I hated it. I once was dressed like a Peruvian kid in a Fourth of July parade. You guys all know what Fourth of July is yep, over there, absolutely. yeah? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, at the, the So, but I'm dressed like a Peruvian. And I'm like nine years old, and I got a kazoo in my mouth, and I'm you know doing grand old flag like this very patriotic song. Yep. And I get too close to the llama in front of me, and he back kicks me, and he kicks me in the fucking kazoo, breaks the kazoo, shatters up into my gums, and I'm just like sitting there, and this llama that I got fucking gets spooked, takes off, fucking just starts dragging me down the goddamn street, and a fucking kazoo sticking out my lip, you know, and these. This was this was the llama world, my friend. It was very cutthroat. It's, it's very, very cutthroat. I didn't realize how rough and tumble it was. Like I didn't I realize it was that real. It, it, it gets fucking real in these streets, bro. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> All right. So, were your grandparents in? Like, was there music on in the grandparents' house? Like, were they kind of listening to much? Or yeah. Yeah, my my grandma, my grandma was a um, was a music a music teacher in uh, Louisiana before she moved back out to California and. She's, um, she's very, I mean, still this day when you go over to her house, she's, she gets on the grand piano and she starts fucking cutting it up. She brought me up listening to like, um, like Dizzy Gillespie and like, uh, uh, fuck, uh, like Duke Ellington, yep. Nina Simone, just like all the classic kind of like big band jazz shit. Yeah. She just loved that stuff. And she had like the old, like heavy porcelain records Yep. and she, I get to sit there and play them and then. I, they tried to put me in piano lessons, but I couldn't. I just wasn't the one to be like yeah. told like how to do it. So I just learned how to play by ear and like watching her and stuff. But yeah, it was very musical stuff. I was a little kid, you know. Like my grandma likes to break out this VHS where they dressed me up like Oscar the Grouch. I was in a school play, and I pop out a trash can and I start singing "I Love Trash." Good. You know, I'm all green. Yep, yep. So, yeah, any any girls I bring over to the house, dude, that VHS is definitely popping out. You gotta just let them know. Have you got a song that? Have you got a song that kind of that when you think about it just takes you back to that time? You know, at your grandparents' house, yeah. with the records on. Yeah, man, I'll do um, uh, Louis Armstrong, "Sunny Side of the Street."
Where did your grandparents raise you? Uh, they raised they raised me here in the South Bay. Um, they had a place in Las Gatas, yep. um, which is like from where I'm at, San Jose. It's like up the hill going towards Santa Cruz. They actually were neighbors with uh, uh, the Wozniak guy that was the uh, that started IBM. Yep, with yep, Gates. yep. The Woz- yeah, that fucking dude. And uh, he used to like Christmas time. He'd have like snow fucking brought in. And like our driveway would be covered in snow, and then we lived next to him. And then this guy, this guy I love, his name was fucking Walter, and his uh, wife Betty. But Walter was a co-writer with Steve Miller. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I should probably look that up, but I think he gets like production credit or like publishing or something. But Steve Miller was always over there fucking around. It was all coked out. Yeah. Like making like fucking whack ass eighties. Steve Miller's song. We're trying to catch up to the dire straits. Yep, yep. Um, I guess nowadays it's a very well-to-do area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, what's left of it? Okay. I mean, that's it. I mean, up there, Los Gatos proper, like the downtown area, is good. But up in the hills, where all the people fucking live, is uh, yeah. I mean, it's got torch. California's yeah. California's fucking gone, dude. Yeah. Right. It w- was yeah, fuck. That's I didn't. I completely forgot that. Yeah, you've just had those big fires come through. Yeah, oh, they're, oh, they're still going. I flew in from Arizona yesterday, dude. And it was it just the sky is fucking so apocalyptic. I mean, you guys, you guys had crazy fires, right? A couple yeah. years ago, last year. 
And that's, I mean, every yeah, few years, year, but yeah, last year was a big one. Yeah, that was a fucking, you guys, you guys, you guys felt the wrath of that. Yeah. Uh, our uh, guitar player, or guitar player, our uh, bass player, Tim, and our drummer, Scotty, lived up in Sonoma County. Yep. And I mean, full, full towns up there are just gone. Like, they're, out, they're always on the verge of evacuation. And I don't know if we can make it. Like, we have our album release. We're going to just throw a little party for the friends at yep. Mike's house in L.A. on Friday. And they don't even know if they can make it because they got to fucking sit there with garden hoses and, like, protect their shit. Defend the house, yeah. We, yeah. Was, there, was the intention to play the party? Like, play at the house or? No, we just, I just asked Mike, like, um, this was, like, very impromptu, like, a, you know, a week or a week ago or, maybe two weeks ago now, I just was on the phone with them and I was like, hey, you know, the album's coming out on the 9th. You know, you, you got any ideas of like what we should do for like a release on the release day? You know, like, yeah, I really don't like doing the typical shit. Yep. Even though I think we got roped into doing like an AMA, which oh, we've never really? done, so that should be it. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do it on the, ni- on the 9th. I think Fat's going to like put it on, um, put it on their page Tomorrow. This is coming out later, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna do an AMA, which should be pretty interesting. And we're gonna take over their stuff. And then I've got a bunch of my uh, my graffiti buddies are coming, and they're gonna be painting the tennis courts. And then I've got some tattoo artist friends from Anacortes that are coming down from Seven Song. They're gonna just give everybody every time we come out with a release, we get tattoos, like commemorative shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. So. Um, Yes, yeah, so we'll get, you know, we're sticking poke tattoos in the tennis courts and Fuck yeah. try not to piss off like an old man Mike too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Um, so what were you into at a young age? Like, you know, without, like, I mean, you said your grandparents weren't too old, so that's kind of, I guess that kind of works in your favor to have, you know, if you want to go throw a ball with someone or that kind of thing, but like. Oh, yeah. yeah, what were you into? What were you kind of was like? You meant you know you skate. You obviously skate. Was skating? Yeah. Like, were you into that from an early age or kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty. I mean, I got I got into. Um, I started skating when my mom got out of prison. So when I moved back down to San Jose, when I was up with my grandparents, because it was, you know, I think I moved with my mom when I was like, I think like between like third and fourth grade. Yep. Maybe so. I was young. So I mean. What normal kids are into, I mean, I grew up on the, on like the cliffs of like the ocean on a llama ranch. So were, my grandparents just had like their friends and they entertained a lot, but there weren't any like kids yeah. ever. So like, I just, you know, I worked on the farm. I fucking went, you know, went bullfrogging and, you know, I just like went explored the woods by myself trying to get hit in the head with a pine cone. I'd wait for people to go to the store and I'd like shoot the gun off into the pond. You know, I was just into some, you know, normal kid shit. Yeah, just kid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kid shit, you know, just shoot some guns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, once I moved down to San Jose, I got, like, I got my first skateboard, and my neighbor had, uh, who's actually now still one of my best friends, um, his name's Tony DePoto, he's a singer for a band, a South Bay band called Sad Boys Sinister, They're like yeah. a thrash punk band. And they lived, when I moved back to, with my mom, we lived in San Martin, California, that tattoo is right there. Yep. And um, it was uh, basically, it was, a, it was a Mexican community and it was just agriculture. So like, we lived in the middle between uh, like a pepper, a pepper, like hot peppers, like in field and a strawberry field. And then there was some oak orchards by the freeway. And so like, you know, it's like a country block out there. You yep. know, there's no lights and shit. But the neighbor kids were older and they had a huge vert ramp 
and then they, uh, right next to that, they have like a four foot mini ramp. And I used to go there with my skateboard. I'd scale all the way down, like, you know, a half mile to our neighbor's house. Yep. And I'd sit at the end of the strawberry field and I'd fucking watch him skate. And I did that for like two months. I was too scared to go there because they were fucking gnarly. They were doing Sabbath Sinister back then. It was just like shit, punkers and fucking Mohawks drinking, like, you know, just charcoal vodka and. You know, it was, it was fucking it was intimidating when you were a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, then you would see, you would see, because, you know, we had other friends that would come and sit at the edge of the fucking strawberry field and be like, oh, shit. But, like, you'd see, like, the new guys show up, and, like, if you showed up, you had to drop in on the bird ramp. Just and we just watch fools. Yeah, we just watch fools get smoked. I'd be like, <laughs> fuck. And then one day, I'm sitting there by myself, and I'm, like, watching it, and I hear this car behind me. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's my mom. And she's, she's fucking wasted. She's in her CRX and she's out in the strawberry field fucking looking for me. So what are you doing? I'm like, fucking nothing. Like, I'm trying to get river, you know, because they're all looking at me now. Yep. Just get I'm like, fuck, dude. And she's like, get in the fucking car. So I get in and she drives me right to him. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. And my mom back then, I think, you know, she was like probably like 28. She's like smoking hot. And so all these older guys that were skating the ramp were like, oh, yeah, he can fucking come skate. Yeah, yeah come on over anytime, Kim. So then she started dropping me off there. And then she would take off. And they'd be all right, you little motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'd go pick up the cigarette butts. Or fucking, you know? And then I had to do just grommet work until I would drop in on the bird ramp. And then, you know, after like, you know, a month of doing some bullshit, I was like, fuck this. So I'm going to drop in. I dropped in and just got smoked, knocked myself out. Yep. Yeah, I just, but after that, like, you get to respect the older kids and, like, and I just skated the whole time. Like, I skated for some, like, skate shops and I did, like, Vans Warped Tour and fucking okay. all that shit with a kid. Yeah. So, so that's what I was into. Skateboarding, skateboarding and fucking hip-hop music. So that how, yeah, okay. So how were you, how were you getting music, I guess, at that time? Like, was, I get, I'm assuming MTV was a thing, but, like, was it, tape trading or what was the kind of how how are you because like a big theme with this is the older brother situation but if you don't if you don't know oh, yeah. you're an older brother then and you're living oh, yeah. in, on a llama farm like on the pacific ocean no one's yeah, no yeah. one's giving you like nwa Nothing. or Nevermind or whatever like how do you get it yeah. yeah i mean when i was up with my grandmas i didn't i just listened to jazz music all oh, right okay you know, but once i got down to uh once i got down to san jose you know, because back then it was like, you saw a kid with a, you know, an independent shirt on yep. in your town, you're like, fucking strive, right there, you know what I mean? You're like, yep. oh, those are my people. It's not like now, it's like where every fucking streetwear or fashion thing stole everything from skateboarding. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but, um, so they, they would have older brothers, like, you know, that's how I got into, like, the far side, and um, there was a radio station, uh, they still have it, it's called 90.5 KSGS, and it's the San Jose State radio station, college radio. And I fucking would take my mom's like, you know, Stevie Nicks or fucking Bonnie Ray tapes. And I would stick the toilet paper in the pegs and you tape over the top and then you could record over them. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, so I'd sit there, you know, pause, pause, record, pause, record. So my fucking, when I would skate, you know, it would be like, Tribe Called Quest, you know, always starting like a quarter way into the song. Well, oh shit, this song's tight. You gotta run across the room. <laughs> and then, like, in between songs, it would be like, you know, Stevie Nicks, like, oh, if you don't know, you don't know. Kiss you, yeah. And then when they started coming out with uh, 
when they started coming out with four one one, the video magazines. Yeah. I would take the I would take the RCAs from the uh, from the VCR and I would put it into the tape player. Yep. And I would record it, and that's how I got all my music. So like you know, Jawbreaker, fucking uh, you know, early fucking No Effects when Rick was coming out, uh, fucking Face to Face, you know, and then all the standard like hip hop stuff that we all grew up roots, fucking anything that Tom Penny was skating to. But because like the skateboarding was still in the background. Yeah. of the tape you know like you would start like trying to learn the line of the skater that you're listening to yep. you know because you just watch the video so much oh shit well, this is where it does a kick click yeah. I got that you know so that's pretty much how I just got my, my music from there and then you know and then you get into that that uh that tender young age of like 12, 13 you start fucking around you know I found myself at the Arco Arena my first concert Guns and Roses, Usual Illusion 2. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It was, fucking, it was on and popping, buddy. Fucking, they played three songs. I remember I was so stoked. It was like Disneyland. I didn't sleep like the night before, all that shit. And they played three songs, and then they, uh, like the lights went down. They came up, and they had like the couches on the fucking stage. They had strippers come out topless with pizzas. And they were playing fucking, they were playing uh, Patience. Yep, yep. Like an acoustic. Acoustic version, yeah. I'm like, damn, dude, and fucking actually start doing this fucking thing. I was all, this motherfucker savage from the Charlie Don't Surf shirt. And, uh, and somebody fucking zinged a Budweiser bottle and hit Duff in the head. And Axel fucking, of course, he just threw a hissy fit. Yeah, right. Shut the show down. Just called it. Sacra- oh, yeah, dude, three songs in, dude. And this is an arena show, dude, in Sacramento. Just, these fucking hillbillies were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> A straight fucking riot broke out. I was like watching cop cars get flipped over, and I was like, right there, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm about this rock and roll shit. One, two, one, two, Cause I'm missing you I'm still alright to smile Girl, I think about you every day now Was a time when I wasn't sure But you set my mind at ease There is no doubt you're in my heart now Said woman, take it slow, it'll work itself out fine. All we need is just a little patience. Said sugar, make it slow, and we'll come together fine. All we need is just a little 
How did you end up at that? Like, was it someone said, hey, you've got to go to this? Or were they on the radio? The radio? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had a neighbor, uh, M- Melissa Ogden, and she was like, so weird when you're a kid, and you're like, you look up, and you're like, oh, she's like the old adult, but like, she was younger than I am now. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like 25, probably working some fucking entry-level fucking job. You know what I mean? 
And uh, she just loved music. She was a fucking, a music hound, Columbia House music type shit. You know, the 40 CDs. Yep. She had, like, the first person I ever knew that had, like, the, the 50-disc changer in her fucking car. Yeah. You know, right. she's I like, I could, I, could, I could listen to music all the way to L.A. and back. Yeah. Fucking, and never, you know? never hear a song repeated, yeah. Exactly, you know, so she was, she was just down. And so she would take me, she just would take me to shows. You know, she took me to, um, she took me to Guns N' Roses. And she felt bad that one got canceled. So the next one was at the Cow Palace was uh, Nirvana and L7. And that one was fucking tired. I ended up in the medical tent on that one because I tried to get like hell close in between like L7 and Nirvana. Yeah. And then Nirvana came on, just hit Teen Spirit. And fucking, I'm like 70 pounds, like in this big, and just got crushed. Like, you're going to pull a lifeless body just getting tossed to the back. Fucking get out of here. So you just, just saw, in the tent. you saw like half of Teen Spirit and that's it. Yeah. Oh, and then it was out. Like, lights yeah. out. I was like, like hyperventilating, passed out and shit. And woke up to the tent, sucking on a Gatorade. Fuck. At least yeah. you were there. I, mean, I, was, I was there, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. More than what I can say. Don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking brilliant. Um, have you got a kind of song that sums up that part of your life? Uh, yeah, man, let's go with, um, uh, a song off the Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh, here we go. We're gonna go okay. We're gonna go with, uh, 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 I think it's De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club, uh, Fallen. Got mad, cause I got loose circuits. So loose, I so mean, the mother goose with the eggs that seem to be. Like 
Yeah, that's a good song. Fucking brilliant. So, you know, kind of when you were coming of age and, and doing the damn thing, like, I guess, po- well, what, once you realized at the Guns N' Roses show that, you know, you were down with this rock and roll shit, yeah. what did you, was hip hop and rock slash punk rock and metal, like, the, the, I guess the, the alternative side of music and hip hop, was it all kind of one and the same thing for you or did you have an affinity yeah. to either, like, either? Kind I of- mean, I still have an affinity to hip hop. I'm like a, I'm a huge fucking hip hop nerd. I still like follow like fucking like battle rap fucking leagues and just super nerd out on the shit. Um, I used to collect like underground hip hop tapes. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think I think it's a I think it's a it's a different upbringing when you're a, when you're a fucking skateboarder. Yeah. Because it's it, it's everything and skateboarding is such like an individual thing and it doesn't cost money to do it. So it's like predominantly like poor kids yeah. that get into it. You know, and they got nothing else to do. And so I, I guess when you get older too, you just get like culture shock. Like, like for instance, uh, Brian Anderson did this big thing on vice magazine where he came out cause he was gay and it was all oh, how brave, how brave. It's like, motherfucker, we knew Brian was gay since fucking like 93. You know what I mean? Like, cause skaters just don't trip on that shit. Yeah. You know, they're, there's, it's always, we've always had like every race of friends with us. Like it doesn't matter. Like a kook is a kook. Yep. yep. So like you're either, you're either down to skate or you're not. And so that's just pretty much like the barometer where you judge people, you know? Yep. And I think that was like that with music and that always sticks with you. And you have that like skater lens. It's like music is music, whether it's like, you know, it could be like my, from Miles Davis to fucking Pantera. It, if it's, if it's a good track, yeah. it's a good track. It plays, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> what, um, what, where do you progress from Guns and Roses? And and was there was there a moment where you can kind of remember thinking, like, is you know, Guns and Roses with age, you look can look back and go, yeah, they they were they are fucking fantastic. But like, I feel like everybody kind of goes through that moment where yeah, something hits them like a lightning bolt, and then all of a sudden, Guns and Roses and Motley Crue and Metallica, even to a certain yeah. extent, are kind of pushed pushed way 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 yeah. back. Like, yeah, was there, no, I mean, like, was there that much? Yeah, like, like, yeah, for sure. It was like you know, it was like gateway drug shit. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think the um the mo- the moment the moment I think that like I kind of put all that shit to bed was like when I started skating pools with like the older guys and like you know you'd have to clean the pool out. And, yep. You know you're like 13, fucking drinking a beer with fucking grown men. You know, and they're they're fucking bumping Slayer now. Yep. You know what I mean? Now, now you're like, do 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 And then like, and then like, your brain goes active. You're like, oh shit! Like, there's there's something to this music shit. Like, you know, you can't you can't fucking do a front side slash grind over the death box in a pool unless you got that fucking slayer in you. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, you're, you're not doing that shit to fucking sweet child of mine, Playboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think I think that, and then um, just like coming up. Um, teenagers, you know, just smoking weed and shit, got into Cypress Hill and got into Roots and then Travel Ball Quest and then fucking, you know, it seemed like the more like cuter, popular girls were into hip hop over like fucking like rock music, you know, like yep. fucking haggard out summer bitches. Ah, I don't like that shit. <laughs> and so like, um, did, uh, so I went into that and then like through, through high school I was doing like battle rapping and then Started, um, got started a hip hop crew, and then you know we toured around for a little bit up until like uh, I was like eighteen, nineteen. 
Okay. When I moved to San Francisco, we started labeling. You can still find some of the shit under uh, kitchencuts.com. I think it is. A, you have to spell it like K-U-T-S. And then, but like the website is a Z. I can't believe the shit's still on there. Yeah, right. It's, like, <laughs> like, it's like a super like diluted website too. Like you don't know what's going on. You gotta like <laughs> click on the collage copy cut thing. And then like it brings up like a fucking binder paper of names. And you gotta click on those. And like I listened to it like, you know, a few months ago. I was like, damn, man. It was on some, it was on some other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so were you just going up and down the West Coast or were you kind of, Going, was was there more out there? Like, was there more of a kind of touring yeah. schedule? We went, we, yeah, we went to out, out to like Minnesota, um, Chicago, um, stuff like that. But we only went out there like a couple times. I mean, we were young. I mean, you know, we barely had licenses and shit. We opened we opened up for the Black Eyed Peas. Okay, for a little fucking pre. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, Freddie was just starting to come around. Okay, she was uh, she was smoking the Gypsy Whistle back then too. Good. They, they were all they were all fucking kooks. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just I don't know. Me and my friend Aaron Little tagged on their their tour bus because they tried to like get his girlfriend to go on. He's like, Aaron Little's the same guy that answered the phone. My yep. friend that got the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's good. She's like my brother to me. He's like the, uh, the complete opposite of what I am. But he uh, he's a good dude. I'll tell you that story in a sec. But uh, <clears> his girlfriend <throat> went on the bus and they like gave him the Heisman. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You can't come on. He's like. I'm not fuck that. Is that my chicks have going on that bus with you creeps? And then like he gets off the bus and we're starting to walk away. He's like, Sammy, turn around. I had my backpack on. I was done graffiti and stuff. And he grabbed a can out of my bag and just fucking just wrote like a big old dick on the side of the bus, like a little nut to the door. It was pretty fucking funny. Incredible. But uh, that dude um, that dude Aaron Newell though, it was a good story with him, is that um my mom had like kind of like Back in the day, I had, like, substance abuse problems and shit. And, like, we did a stint where she didn't talk to my grandparents. And uh, we, were, we were homeless for a long time. We got, like, kicked out of our trailer. We live in, like, hotels. I'm trying to fucking, you know, trying to go to school. One time, the hotel was across the street from the school, which was pretty fucked up. But um, it was Christmas Day. And I was in the hotel room. And obviously, there ain't shit going on for me that day. And Aaron Moore showed up in his dad's car. He'd stolen his dad's car on Christmas morning when we were like 13. Drove me back to his house. He got me out of the hotel, drove me to his house. Went upstairs and he had fucking, he didn't open any of his presents in the morning time. He'd taken him to his room and he fucking had him in two piles yeah. in the room. And he just told me to pick a pile. And so I was like, Ugh. so since then, like, you know, I'll fucking, I'll take a bullet for that kid for sure. Even though he's the biggest prick I know, but, you know. <laughs> That's pretty, um... Oh, fuck, like, you don't, like, that's, you know, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to put in the words, but, like, the thought of a 13-year-old kid having the... Wherefall. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, to, to look at, to look at a big picture and go, yeah. this is, this is my, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to make this play out. Like... Yeah, sure, I'm going to rob a car, I'm going to steal my dad's car Yeah. on Christmas, I'm going to drive to this tweaker-ass hotel... I'm going to get this kid up out of it. I'm going to bring him back over here. I'm going to give him my fucking presents. And then we're going to go fucking steal some more of his dad's shit because we sold it to Kita. Yep. And we got fucked up. It was tight, man. It was, a, it was a great fucking Christmas. Yeah. It was the worst Christmas ever. And then all of a sudden, it was like the greatest Christmas ever. Yeah. Fuck. That's, that's insane. Um, the What was, I mean, obviously it's chalk and cheese, but like, um, are there any similarities between what you were doing, I guess, when you were touring with a hip-hop crew 
versus a band, like in the early days of Get Dead and any other bands you've done previous? Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I think that, I mean, I got into the punk rock thing, um, like just randomly I was living in SF and I was living with the Angry Amputees and CCD who's in Bad Cop, Bad Cop. She was my roommate and they had a, like a, a big jam room and I had my little hip hop fucking lab in the corner. Yep. And uh, they were just jamming one day and they wanted me to just like keep time. So like, I'll fucking do your goddamn punk rock shit. And so I started yelling. I was like, oh, this is fun. And then we said, we did Louie and the Regals. My rap name was Louie Regal. And so we did a band called Louie and the Regals. Okay. Which I think is still on like MySpace. You can find that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but uh, doing the tours with them, it just like made me realize it, that nothing like bad about the hip hop community. But I mean, back at least when I was doing it, every, you just, you had to be like the best person in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody's trying to be like, yo, I got a fucking couch. You guys can crash on. You know, my old lady might be yelling at you and shit, but I got you. You know what I mean? They're, they're not looking out for you. They don't want you to do good. Right. You know, because everybody's got to be the best. And, like, by, like, asking for a place to stay, that means, like, you can't afford a hotel, so your shit's whack. And, like, yeah. you know, it's just all these weird social cues and, you know what I mean? So and I think that what drew me to punk rock was just, like, how fucking awesome it was, like, play a show and everybody, like, stuck around afterwards and fucking... Yeah, we're going back to my house. Fucking everyone can crash there. Fucking here's a towel, take a shower. You know, like this is a sense of community, obviously. You know, yeah. and that just kind of drew me out of it. I mean, I never stopped fucking with hip hop. I still make hip hop shit all the time. That's how. Um, that's how the that intro for Disruption got on the got on the album was. I was just sending demo files to that mic, and I'd accidentally sent him a file with like some of my hip hop shit in it, and he really like. He really liked that intro. He loved it. This is fucking sick. Yeah. What's well, this? Man, my computer's riddled with like hip hop songs that only have like you know one verse, and then that's it. You know, because I'll start fucking beat. Yeah. But yeah, and he used it, and I was fucking psyched, man. I was like, Ugh. and then that kind of like jumped off a little more of like put it into my head that I was like, damn, I could probably like get away with a little more hip hoppiness, a little more fucking flow on this album, you know. And then I started doing it. And they fucking would take it. They're like, yeah, that's good. I'm like, what? It's, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, on the new album, it's, it's, I guess that's kind of what gives it that breath of fresh air. Like, it's not, I guess, yeah, you're coming from a different place. You bring in a huge, like, you have a huge hip hop influence, but it's, you know, in my opinion, and hopefully, you know, you, there's no offense taken by this, but like, it's done in a really good way where it's not cheesy and it's not yeah. like, it's not, Hey, look, I'm into hip hop too, but it's there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very like, I'm especially, and I'm glad it comes off like that because it's, I mean, I've seen it try to be executed a thousand times and you're just like, Oh my God, this shit fucking sucks. You end up with some like new metal bullshit, you know, or like some limp biscuit. Yeah. So, um, but it's like, it's super nice to be able to like, that this is coming across as not like trying to bite that or like, you know, we're not trying to like be like the transplants or some shit. It's yeah, like, that's, yeah. From being, from being like, from being like, from such like, from like battle rapping and being such like a hip hop fucking like nerd and like purist about it, you know what I mean? Like, I was super scared that it was going to be like too 
too technical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless you were like a real hip hop head, you wouldn't like get this like dichotomy or whatever. And um, I think having like Fat Mike in there and fucking working with Chris Dugan, who was super in, like open to all this shit. Yep. Um, got like kind of took that fucking nerd rap edge off of it just enough, you know, but not like yeah. making it poppy. So. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm psyched to hear you fucking say that, uh, it doesn't come, come across cheesy because that's the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do we go with last one with the truck or quest judgment night? So how old were you in, when you first started probably doing bands, how old were you? Um, I think my first band was when I was in, uh, when I was 15 Okay. and it, it was like a, like a hip hop like sublime type band. It was called Dirty Juanita. Okay. <laughs> and our, and our, um, uh, our, our logo was a Rosarita fucking refried bean lady, but she had like, you know, beans on her teeth, like shit on her teeth. Cause this older skater guy, Copeland, we knew, he let me take his car if he could use my bedroom at my old place. And he took the cookie lady from Knob Hill. It's like a grocery store chain. Yep. And she's hot. Mexican chick and like we guys go oh yeah let's have cookie lady he gives a free cookie she gives a free cookie and he took her home and like he just knocked her brakes off it dog and he went and uh she came out of the room bro and she had fucking like, shit on her like on her mouth and so we called it we called it a fucking like instead of a dirty Sanchez we called it a dirty Juanita yep makes sense you know and that was the end of the band yeah yeah <laughs> we like we like did like a hip hop flip of like the cars yeah like, just what I needed, yeah. <laughs> you know, typical, typical, like, you know, fucking freshman, junior high band. Yep, yep, yep. So what about, so when you, how old were you when you started Get Dead? Um, no, actually, uh, so let me rephrase the question. Okay. Um, how old were you when you kind of, like, obviously the Dirty Juanitas weren't doing a whole lot of much, you know, being 15 yeah. years old. Yeah. But like, what, how, like, how old were you when you it kind of, go on. Dirty Juanita did teach me a valuable fucking lesson. Light on me. And, and wearing a condom. Because oh, right. okay. I, got, I, got, I got chlamydia yeah. from going down to Santa Barbara and playing our first out-of-town show in a college town. And this girl took me home. And even Aaron Moore was with me. And he like I'm like walking down the street with her, and he runs up on me. And he turns me around, and he smacks me in the face. And he goes, look at her. Look at her. And I still went home with her and still... Did that fucking the, the bad touch, dude? Yeah, and, uh, got up, got home a little bit, a little, a little burn, burn, yeah, man. A bit of burn. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. I feel you. So watch out for watch out for fucking college girls in Southern California. Southern, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, and good, good looking out from you, mate. To kind of you know, at least you can say to this day, like he was there for you again. Right. You didn't yeah. listen. Yeah, he was there for you again. I had never listened to him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Um, so kind of, I guess what makes you, what makes you stick with playing music and, and what makes you kind of progress into that, that lifestyle? Like, and why not, and like, were you pursuing skating at the same time? Like we mentioned, I'm not sure if we hit record or not, but you were doing warp tours and stuff as a skater. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't, yeah, I think back when I was a skater, I was just doing like hip hop stuff because hip hop stuff is very easy to make. You know, it's like you get the yeah. guy making the beats. And then you get four dudes in there smoking weed. Yep. Everybody writes sixteen bars, and then you have you have five songs every night. Yeah. Yep. You know, they're, they're good. You're just doing the fucking the you know the shotgun approach, which yep. I, I envy. I wish we could do that as fucking get dead, but you know, it's the same way that like one day you're you're skating a red curb with your mates, fucking eight hours a day, 
living off a whopper and it's fucking good times will never end. You fucking put your head down, you pick it up, now you got a fucking mortgage, like fucking pit bull dog insurance. Yep. yep. You gotta go to work, like just all this shit just floods in, you know, responsibility, fucking life happens, you know. Yeah. So uh I think that I the the main reason why I think I stuck with music was just my uh is like my inherent inherent need to like to go. Just because, like, moving around so much with my mom or, like, running away or shit like that, I've always just had that, like, that wanderlust fucking, I got to fucking go. I got to go see what's over the fucking, yeah. you know, what's past that fucking strip mall over there, you know, yeah. what's over that hill. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what's, what, I can tell you what's down in Southern California. It's chlamydia, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So it's just, I've always loved just traveling. I like meeting new people. I like the fucking, just, like, you know, not cheesy, like, but, you know, like, the dangerous shit, like, you, you don't, you know, going out to Europe, you don't speak the language, you don't know if you're in a good neighborhood, a bad neighborhood, yep. you know what I mean, you're fucking, you're fucking around because you think these guys are funny because they got a French accent, and next thing you know, you got a knife on you, you yeah. know, like, you know, it's just, it's, it's just an interesting way um, to be able to take the world in, I guess, versus the standard, you know, nine to five, I would do, I mean, I went to college, dude, I got a fucking BA in marketing and advertising. And I went into the offices and I worked in the offices for like three years. Fucking Thai. The whole fucking night. I was married to this girl that worked corporate too. We got fucking, we got divorced. And just after working in those offices, I was just like, this ain't me, dude. Like, I don't want to go have drinks with you fuckers when I'm done. You can have a fucking vodka cranberry and try to fucking, you know, slip something in my drink. Fuck off, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of dropped all that shit and just started getting weird construction jobs and, you know, fucking being in a punk rock band. It's, I know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't thank punk rock enough for, like, just the overall, like, life, life lessons that you learn being on the road with, like, your homies and running into, you know, problems on the road and having to overcome shit and, you know, I mean, being in a band, it's like being with four fucking, four girlfriends you don't get to fuck. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you could. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. I could. Continue, the, I mean, you yeah. know, teach his own shit, whatever. Yeah. But, like, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, teaches you how to navigate certain situations. Teaches you that some people are in bad moods some days. Yeah. You know, some people make me jerk fucking reactions that they don't mean the next day, you know? And, like, I don't know, man. Because, you know, I'll get fucking, I'm gonna, like, the older I get, the more sentimental I get, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'll yeah, start tearing up right now just thinking about that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude, it's, absolutely. It's been good. It's been fucking good. Yeah. It's been sketchy, too, but it's been, like, you know, I'm fucking. So, yeah, you know, I got this fucking, see, I got a fucking goddamn Durango fucking bottle with a fucking scorpion in scorpion it. Scorpion's in the From Mexico. And this dude that we're with, our, our guide, he was a tattoo artist. What is it? It's fucking. I got it on the back of my leg. I got a Durango Scorpion in that town, but I got the uh, the pinchers are uh, vaginas, and the stinger is a dick. Because that's what I would tell those mean old scorpions when they come near me. I'd be like, "Oh, go fuck yourself." Then. Yep, that makes sense. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then uh, everybody got those as tour tats, and my you know my my balls are decent. My balls on there are decent. They hang, you know. But I think Timmy, of course, he always wins foot race, fucking everything. He's just a winner. But uh, his balls are huge. Like, they got bigger and more of the thing got... They're just, like, dragging on the ground. Yep, yep, it's yep. Fuck, it's fun to see. I'm sure his wife was 
Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, I guess my my earliest interaction with Get Dead was watching the Fat Wreck doco um, that someone did a few years back. Yeah. And the big part on it, your big part on it, or your big introduction to it was um, Mike telling the, Mike telling the story of how you guys drugged him. Yeah. Um, but one thing, I, you know, one thing I thought was interesting, like that, that I thought was interesting, we're talking to you. You've never really mentioned being too heavily into drugs, or like, do you? I mean, not to sound like a cop, but like, do you kind of dabble now, or like, was it just a quick phase you went through? Oh, yeah. so what's your? Yeah, I, just, I, just, I think I think just from like upbringing and like being around addiction and shit. My, I mean, thank God because I had a bunch of friends that didn't go that way, but it might also be like my the ADD in me. It won't let me do one thing for a long period of time because I just get fucking bored. You know, I can do speed for like three days, and I'm just like, eh, fuck this. I'm just gonna smoke weed now, yep. or I'll just go, oh, I'll just go sober for three weeks. I'm like, oh, this is trippy. Like, look at all these feelings I have. <laughs> you know, really... That have kind of come to the surface, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And then you gotta call that shit real quick. Yeah. Uh, but like, um, I, I mean, I've always thought. I mean, since I was a kid, eating mushrooms and like acid. I'm gonna do acid tonight, actually. Yeah. Okay. And Kim Riley, he's got some acid. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat that shit. Yep. I'm going to probably grab my guitar and write some stupid song and spray paint on that wall back there. Yep. So I can telepathically communicate with my fucking animal. Yep. You know, I don't know. I just, I've just always been, especially hallucinogenics and shit, I've been pretty big into that. My, my whole, uh, my whole Daryl career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I've, I've just never, I mean, I've never felt the need to like, like overly like tell people about it or like, you know, like push that agenda on somebody else you know it's yep. fun. so I like that fucking that liquid death shit is genius because like have you ever gone to the uh, gone to the bar and you just don't feel like fucking drinking yeah for the night, you know what I mean yep. I know you Australians there's like a, a, a million people just gasped right now what <laughs> no <laughs> people don't drink uh, when you go to the bar what do you mean you know, yeah what this guy that was mine um, but like you know everybody first thing they ask oh what's wrong what happened like nothing, motherfucker. I just don't feel like drinking, you know. Yeah. And that's just like if you have a tall can though with you, they assume you're drinking. Yep. And then they leave you alone. But I don't go in there without a drink in my hands. So walking up to people like, "Hey, why are you drinking? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It's like people, people's like they will, people love to just like project their insecurities onto other people so they can feel like they're a part of like being one up on other people. You know what I yeah. mean? And the, just, yeah, they're on top of like, things. Yeah. Human, human, human like. Human behavior and shit is just like, like a hobby of mine. Shit, it's just like fucking. I love like I love playing chess. Yeah. I love fucking. I love watching people like, you know, talk their way into some bullshit and then just watching fucking stutter out of it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, like, like fucking with people, yeah. it's fun. You know, it's like same way that like, fucking Mike got dosed. Like he's they're fucking around and and uh, he 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 don't know me. I don't know him. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, let that be a lesson, sir. So mm-hmm. we was like obviously from the four one one videos you were um the like that fat record sound was on the you know on the radar of sorts but like in the like when you kind of started get dead did you ever think that a fat records like that you'd be associated with fat records or that like you'd kind of come under that umbrella or where were you going for with that? Uh, but I don't know. I mean, like um, I heard you know some fat records bands and shit, but I mean honestly that wasn't like. Pop punk ain't my fucking shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And neither is like, I mean, except for like the greats, 
you know what I mean? Except for like, um, like American Steel or Hot Water Music. Yep. I mean, there was that whole fucking, it seemed like three years where everybody was a mid-tempo fucking yeah. punk rock band. It's like the same, it's like listening to Sleep. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just like the same fucking song, dude. All right, dude. All right, dude. Tell me more about fucking the cold nights in Milwaukee, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know? Tell me more about Gainesville. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. Is it cool? Because last time I checked, it was in fucking Florida. Dude. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? I used to have some good friends down there, but. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, like, not to ask the cheesy questions, but what was, like, going into the band, was there a. um. Was there a blueprint, or was it just like, hey, let's just get guys into a room and see what can we kind of come up with? Well, we had, we, um, I was in Louis and the Regals, Mike was in um, uh, Spring Seconds, Timmy and Scotty were in the Ballistics, and we had all done a four-day uh, weekend tour together as like a package. Okay. And then we just got, it was just a rad fucking weekend, we just all clicked. And then when we got home about a month later, all of our bands disintegrated right. at the same time. Okay. And then we were all we were all in San Francisco and we're like, yo, fuck this. Like, we're, we don't have anything going on. Let's just do this. So we just did it. You know, and just fucking, yeah, so 10 years later. Still, still here. <laughs> That's fucking great. We just don't have to chlamydia anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. You, your lessons learned there. Sick. So I guess, like, you know, new album's coming out, but we'll talk about that soon enough. Um, where are you musically in in twenty twenty? Like, kind of what what's on your radar musically? Like, what gets you excited, or are you going back to anything that kind of to revisit, or is there? You know, what should we be listening to? Um, I, I've been getting into like super old. Um, like I said, I was in a big punk rock head, so um, I've been trying to like do my homework on that. I've been really getting into like underground, like fucking sixties, seventies punk rock bands. Okay, yep. You know, and like. Um, that kind of sound, like I'm really into like the spits right now, are fucking phenomenal. Uh, this band called fucking Tuxedo Moon. Um, I'm really, I mean, I like electro shit too. I listen to like Santa Gold. Fucking, um, uh, there's this uh, rapper, fucking punk rock type dude. His name is Chesky. He's got fucking, he's got nine fingers. He lost a finger in a fucking prison riot, but he plays guitar and he sings. Like punk rock, but he also is like one of the most phenomenal rappers. But it's like he does it his own spin, his own style. We're actually gonna fucking uh, when you tell me to play another song, we're definitely gonna play a Chesky song. Yeah, sure. cool. But it's really good. It's really fucking good, man. See, um, well, cool. Pick. Let's pick it. Like, unless is there anything else? Like, actually, no. Before we go on, let's get into because I'm I'm really interested. So the pepper the pepper spray film clip. If anyone hasn't watched it, is obviously highly politically charged like there's no there's no two ways about it with really raw footage um i don't i don't want you to feel like you're preaching or whatever but like what what is california and what is the united states to you in 2020 um i mean it's fucking it's 2020 it's like a world it's a worldwide shit show yeah i mean like and and, you know like obviously covid not, not even covid aside but like Everyone's yeah, going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, um, I, don't know, I mean, the Pepper Spray video came out real weird. I mean, also to keep in mind that, like, all these songs are, like, two years old. Yeah, okay. You know, so they just, but I mean, it's just, of course they fit because it's, like, the ramp up to what happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're just, the vibe that we, the vibe that we had is that because it's what we're living in. Like, you know, I'm really still, 
I'm I'm still really into like you know like graffiti and fucking like that whole culture and doing shit like that. So it's like I'm very you know very street level person like what's going on uh, right now like outside you know and it's fucked up like especially in California with like them deporting people and breaking up families and just like you know the, the fucking huge gaps in fucking pay it's like you're either fucking super rich or you're fucking just dirt poor and you can't make it um, gentrification and just fucking police brutality you know I've never I mean my mom went to prison when I was a kid so I've never been a big fan of the the police to begin with, you know, so, uh, it's that very, like, sensitive shit, and, like, you know, like, fuck the police, you know, like, we should be able to just fucking govern our own shit, you know, me and my friends, we don't fucking talk to the, the cops, you know what I mean, and we, like, within our community, we regulate our own shit, yep. you know what I mean, we know, we know what's right, we know what's wrong, there's a fucking standard code of ethics that you fucking go by, and if you fucking violate, you get a ticket, yeah, you know, so I don't see that I need some fucking, some other guy with a fucking gun. Like, we got guns. Like, we need your guns. You know, and they're just, I don't know. It's somebody, because we know some cops, you know, and they're like, they're good fucking people. Yeah. You know, Aaron, Aaron Fat Records, her, her boyfriend, Derek, is a San Francisco police officer. Fucking phenomenal dude. Yeah. One of my favorite people. You know what I mean? But he's not a cop when me and him are hanging out. Yeah, you know, and my my rebuttal to people that say, "Well, you know, there's good cops, there's bad cops, and fucking this and that," it's like, "Yeah, I'm not buying that shit because if you become a cop, you're co-signing all the other bullshit." Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like it would be as like I was a fucking like a pedophile and you were my friend. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're co-signing what the fuck I'm doing. Yep. You're like, oh, he's a good, he's a good, he's a good one though. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't fuck all that fucking. You're part, you're, you're part of a systemic fucking problem. It says, and it's weird that this shit is all happening too because that is always like we prided ourselves to stay the fuck out of all this shit. We don't, you know, we've never been a political band. We don't want to be a political band. We're not, you know, we leave that to the fucking, the heavy hitters like fucking anti-flag and these motherfuckers that dedicate their lives to it. You know what I mean? We're a bunch of fucking just rowdy fucking drunk musicians that are just like want to like share our take on the world, you know? Yeah, but it's like we were talking about earlier. I think we're off bike, and it's like you you have to pick a side now. It's too fucked up to just like sit back and be like, oh well, you know, I'm a fucking nihilist. I don't give a fuck. You know, let them fucking squabble, you know, between each other because they're not squabbling between each other right now. My fucking, you know, you're gonna watch your fucking neighbor's family get fucking broken up and fucking, you know, half of them are gonna get fucking deported, the other half are gonna get fucking stuck in fucking child protective services because of a fucking piece of plastic in a fucking goddamn nation that was stolen from somebody to begin with that was all comprised of all fucking immigrants. Yeah. You know, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So. And how do you, just, uh, sorry, before you go on, how do you, how do you and your brother keep a level head when you talk? Like you said, you know, you went and saw your brother. you just come back from seeing your yeah. brother and he's very, he's very on the right, you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. How do you and, like, how do you and he first off not come to blows with conversations like that? But then on top of that, how does how does he kind of view like how does he uh, how do I put it? Like how does he reconcile and and think that like no th- like this is what's happening now is the right way it's meant to be done and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think I mean I don't know I think that like me and him we just have a really like special 
bond just of like how we met and like just our circumstances and all that that I think that our respect for each other is such that um, shit like that just really can't phase us. Yeah, okay. Um, he's gonna have his views. I'm gonna have my fucking views. Uh, we're both super loudmouth people, so we definitely don't keep it to ourselves when we're around each other. Yeah, I can imagine. And, I mean, this shit, and, and this shit does go to blows. You know what I mean? Yeah. You put two drunk boxers in a room talking about politics, they're yeah. gonna get socked in the fucking mouth. Yeah. You know, so. It's usually me. Yeah. Because so. he, he says he's a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, way bigger. There you go. So, yeah, man, it's just how we do it. And, I mean, if everybody, I mean, there's fucking, you know, the right's got the right and the left's got the left. And there's good ideas in both fucking sections. Yep. And debate is supposed to be like, you're going to debate your point, and I'm going to walk away with, like, the top-notch fucking points to that. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw away what I don't like, and then you're going to hear me you're going to take away my top notch, throw away what you don't like, and then we make a fucking hybrid thought. Yep. And then that's called fucking democracy. Yeah. Well, that shit is completely broken down now. Yeah. Now it's just screaming, fucking crying. If you don't fucking, this guy gets elected. I mean, that's another thing too. If you, we're, not de- we're not dealing with like a fucking populace that's voting, you know, 84% of the motherfuckers voted for this dude. Yeah. And then we got like this little fringe 24%. We're dealing with like 50.3%. So no matter what, you've got fucking half of America, yeah. which is massive, pissed. Yeah. Like life or death decisions. Constantly, yeah. Ramped up. Yeah. yeah, constantly. And it's just, and I mean, we're already a fucking, you know, we're like the teenagers of the fucking world, you know? Would you say, bro? Would you say? Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fucking just the whole communication thing's broken down. It's, it's fucking scary, man. It's scary and necessary at the same time. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, fucking onward. All you can do is just take care of fucking the people around you and just try to do what's right, you know? Yep. And uh, it's hard in a world where common sense is a fucking commodity, you know? Yeah. Fuck. Man, there you go. That's, that's fucking brilliant. Like, let's end it off. What's that? I, like, when you mentioned this, this nine-finger guitarist who's into hip-hop, but you know, also plays guitar. Like my ears pricked up. Like, tell me about him. Oh no! So the, his name is Chesky. He's from, um, I think he's from Maine. He's from the East Coast somewhere. Yep. And he got he got popped. He got popped with a uh, with weed. They sent him to prison. And he uh, didn't. He wasn't a criminal. Wasn't anything. And then I think like you know, something happened. I mean, this is a story. I heard. This could be a completely fucking false story. I almost hope it is because I feel bad for the guy, but. A prison riot broke out, and he had to fucking fight, and he fucking lost the thing. And he plays guitar, and but he's like a dope underground rapper. But like him and his brother, his brother plays drums, and he plays guitar. We just saw him at Gilman. He like goes out into the crowd, fucking with fucking acoustic guitar, and fucking belts it out and starts spitting this crazy rap. It's like fucking. I always, I always wish we could listen to it together right now, so fucking I could fucking watch your fucking reaction. It's gonna, it's gonna trip you out, and it's so fucking good. Hold on. His song about. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look up this song right now because i got to figure out what it is. But it's his song basically about uh, his his anxiety about his first day going into prison. Is he on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. So you want to fucking do um, Chesky. It's spelled C-E-S-C-H-I. And then the song the song's called Say Something. Say something, 
meaningful please it's been three years of stagnation court dates and fees wondering if i will go free nothing will satisfy me even if i burn this whole planet down it seems won't learn a thing i'll die from risking i've got friends who would rather end society cause there's no way of fixing these flaws and that's starting to make far more sense to me now cause we're lazy and used to what's wrong it's been embedded inside us since the first breaths we're destroying the world where we live but i'm sitting here watching a tv in bed wondering Extremes in between more sleeping. How will the prison showers be? Will I have to punch somebody just to get clean? Will there be something for me to eat? All of us are just frightened roosters in a ring, ready to pounce and fight anything. No, none of us will ever know what freedom is. Suddenly felt lack of it Proverbs and cliches remind me that I should learn To appreciate what I can get But they're forcing us to look within our own shit And I wasn't born to be a pig Oh, disappointing mouth Hold your tongue so That was brilliant. Yeah, man. It's good. It's good shit, man, dude. It's really fucking like some of this shit is just super fast with the rap. It's, yeah. It's like it's some other shit. Like I really appreciate you spending the time. I fuck like yeah, I've had a I've had a fucking like I love talking to people. I just love talking to people. And yeah. to have someone who's be so open with a life that is completely completely different to anything I've ever experienced. Like, yeah. uh, like, people are going to listen to this, but, like, even for my own selfish, like, my own selfish, you know, whatever, I've I've loved every second of this, so... Oh, fuck, yeah, man. I appreciate this, you know? I, I like talking to people, too, man. It's fucking cool. Yeah. So, fucking, you know, uh, doing the whole communication thing is, like, that uh, makes this whole fucking world go around, I guess.
I get high and do graffiti and not by myself. I practice what I'd say. They ever catch me, I'm gonna give them hell. I'll tell them this is from everyone that this world took away from me that I loved. For every case that's been made, for every cat of pepper spray for every judge. The place is just a breathing as we pick lane by the sea. We're all waiting here in a slow flood. This place has no heart, been cursed from the start. The crowd only came for the blood. We're too fast to die last, and I'm too old to die young. Too strong to let go, we're too cold. Now I'm unable to ignore the world and drop it all and join the frenzy. Violence doesn't change a goddamn thing, but it feels nice to blame. Look at us, eh? We got there in the end. Thanks for checking it out. Um, again, if you like what you hear, follow us on the socials, My Age Podcast, Instagram, um, Facebook. If you liked what you hear and you thought it was worth a dollar, go to paypal.me slash myagepodcast. Send me a dollar, send me two, send me five, or don't. You don't have to. There's no no pressure. It's always going to be free. Anyhow, until uh, the next episode, stay safe. Kill. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows Everybody knows that the boat is leaking Everybody knows the captain lied Everybody got this broken feeling Like their father or their dog just died Everybody talking to their pockets Everybody wants Box of chocolates and the long stem rose. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that you love me, baby. Everybody knows that you really do. Everybody knows that you've been faithful. Everybody knows you've been discreet But there were so many people you just had to meet Without your clothes And everybody knows Everybody